Hello and welcome back to Decondition This, a podcast where we explore the practical tools of living the life of less resistance and challenge the cultural status quo through a lens of human design. My name is Mariana and I'm your host. Hello and welcome back to Decondition This. My name is Mariana. I'm very happy that you're here. I took a few weeks off from uh, the first three episodes that I recorded for Decondition This to give it a little bit more thought and figure out what exactly I want to do with the podcast and where do I want to take it. And I'm happy to announce that I arrived to some good conclusions um, specifically around the format and basically what I want to start doing next is to have shorter episodes roughly um, under 30 minutes that talk more about my personal experience and then have longer conversations with people circling around specific topics related to our cultural narratives and uh, its interse- their intersection with human design. I hope that will be interesting and valuable and I am excited to have you join me on this journey. Well, today I wanted to talk about the experience of living with a defined emotional center. And for context, I am a manifester and I'm a manifester with emotional authority, which means that there's a lot going on and there's a lot that I had to adjust from my normal way of living from the moment I discovered human design. So having a defined emotional center means that you have the triangle at the right bottom part of your chart colored in and there are some lines leading to it. Having that that center colored in automatically makes gives you emotional authority. And the essence of that authority is that you shouldn't ever make decisions in the heat of the moment. That might be very counterintuitive to many people and just the whole concept of having emotional authority might contradict what many people, including myself, who have that authority think about themselves. So let's start first by talking just a little bit about um, having that emotional authority and how how that feels and the difference in reacting in the moment versus waiting and how that strategy just applies in general. So talking about myself, I have always considered myself actually a very non-emotional person. I even sort of took pride in the fact that it's very hard to knock me off balance I'm very independent in my reactions. I never shout. I never uh, scream uh, and just kind of always thought of myself as a very sort of neutral, balanced person in, in, in the emotional plane. And I heard that a lot from other 
people with emotional authority that I've spoken with, that that actually doesn't resonate a lot with them. And it is hard to, it's, it's not the typical understanding of emotion that we're used to that is tied into having an emotional authority. So having emotional authority essentially mean that you constantly rock on these massive waves of emotional highs and emotional lows. And one thing that it took me a year into human design experiment to understand is that these emotional highs and lows are not defined by the environment or by the circumstances or by the events that happen. And because those emotional waves have such big effect on our entire physiology and our thinking and everything, it gets very hard and inefficient to make decisions from the place when you are very high or very low on your emotional wave. So the, the, the main point about the, stra the strategy the, of having the emotional authority is to always give yourself time to rock on those waves a few times before you make any decision. How, wh what does that mean? The way I found most effective for myself to understand when I'm still not done rocking on those emotional waves is to wait until my feeling and emotion towards a certain project or event or choice changes a couple of times. It might be as easy as, uh, you know, as small as going to a restaurant and someone might bring something tasty by you, tasty looking, right, by you and the gut reaction would be to, oh, I want that. But the best strategy for people with emotional authority is to give it just a few more minutes and ask, ask yourself a couple more times, is this really what I want or do I actually want something else? And give yourself time. Um, in my case, for example, when it, when it comes to, I get very easily excited about cool projects and you know side work that I can get involved in or my own ideas. And what might happen is that I, and it used to happen a lot in the past, was that I would get so excited about something and in that heat of the moment, being at the height of my emotional wave, I would commit to the thing that later on I'll fall down to the low of the emotional wave and have the completely opposite thinking of like, ah, oh, I hate it, this is, this is terrible, I don't want to do it, I don't want anyone, my, my personal favorite is, my, my just thin red line is that, oh, I just want everyone to leave me alone, I don't want to engage. Well, now that I have this awareness, uh, something that I found very effective is to acknowledge that, yes, this sounds really great right now, give me a couple of days to give you a response of whether or not I want to be involved in it. And then just observe 
the change in your perspective. And the goal is to try to make any decision or commitment from as neutral of a place as possible. And the, <laughs> the funny thing is that us people with emotional authority cannot expect or hope for 100% certainty in a certain decision. The most we can hope for is 70 to 80%. And this is why you will always have some hesitation but the main indicator, the two main indicators for the correctness of the decision that you can make as um, any human design type, but that design type with emotional authority is that A, it brings you closer to peace, whatever you can think. I always think that the, the peace, the, you know, the, our main theme is the best beacon to drive our decisions on a large scale. And then second, have you gone through at least one or two fluctuations in terms of your emotions um, when that decision was made? Another, another example is of the opposite. So, right, I tend to, take, to make decisions from the top of my emotional wave. Well, one of my closest friends, she also has emotional authority and she told me how she tends to make decisions from the low of the emotional wave where she would message her ex or um, act out maybe at work and she's also a manifester. So her manifester with emotional definition has an incredibly strong impact in both highs and lows on the people around them. So acting out of either high or low of, the, of our emotional waves just tends to disturb the, the real state of affairs and the real emotional field of wherever we are present. So that is uh, the best strategy that I found is just to, to allow yourself to wait and notice a few fluctuations of that rocking before you commit to any decision and then use peace as the main beacon, if you are a manifester that is, um, as the main beacon for making that decision. And then your main theme for all the other types would be your beacon. So. If you are a manifester, your signature is peace. If you are a projector, your signature is success. If you are a reflector, your signature is surprise and delight. And then if you are a, manifest, uh, a generator or a manifesting generator, then your signature is satisfaction. So using those as the beacons and then layering that with your authority and specifically we're talking about emotional authority right now is the best way to make those decisions overall. Another important thing that I, it, it actually took me quite a bit longer to discover since I started my human design experiment was that the emotional wave has nothing to do with what's going on around you. Emotional wave is non-reactive, it's internal. So solar plexus that makes those waves, that definition in there that makes the waves, it doesn't care about what's going on around you. And one mistake that I used to make a lot was to always interpret my own lows specifically in terms of dissatisfaction. So I would think 
oh, I'm feeling bad right now. That means that the situation that I'm in right now is bad for me. It means that I need, and then also take it as a call to action in terms of fixing, right? So I would need, to, I would think that I'm feeling sad right now, which means that my maybe family situation is off, which means that I need to go and fix it, do something about it. And a complete switch in my head was after I realized that that is not the case. <laughs> so the case is that um, there, well, first of all, solar plexus doesn't care. It's not reacting to the stimuli that are external. It is operating on its own rhythm. And this is what's going on. The, your emotional waves are only indicators of that activity in the solar plexus and nothing else. They can get triggered by others. They can get triggered by events. But overall, you might notice that that trigger might not directly correspond. And also, it's not a call to action. So low emotional waves, when you're feeling sad, depressed, frustrated, and so on and so forth, if you have an emotional authority, that does not mean it's not bad, A, and B, it doesn't mean you have to do something about it. Low emotional waves are just as natural as high emotional waves. They have nothing to do with the environment, and they are just information for you and to understand that this is where I'm at right now. There might also be a good indication that earlier, especially if the contrast is striking, that you might have earlier been actually at the height of the wave and not the, and, and not the neutral state, because then that drop is very dramatic. Another piece of information to add to that is that there are actually three types of emotional waves individual, tribal, and collective, just like there are three types of circuits in the human design chart. And each of those waves acts quite differently, and any combination of those will feel very different. And it might actually, it can actually be absolutely fascinating once you have the knowledge to observe those waves, because I'll tell you about an experience that I recently had um, when I just walk us through it real quick. So um, we can start with the individual wave. So individual wave, you have that individual emotional wave if you have defined channels 1222 or 5539 in your solar plexus. And that is the strongest, most intense wave to have. So that is the wave that I have, I have the 1222. It is absolutely dramatic and it's very rhythmic. So your, your rhythms can range from daily to yearly. Um, sometimes they, most often they are somewhere in between, so maybe weekly or monthly. And the way it feels is that when you're low, you're at the you're hitting the freaking bottom you're just way low down there and the the danger and kind of the, the the trap of this wave is that when you're low 
you might feel like you're never coming back out. And this is what triggers this sort of fight or flight, right? When you're so low, you're feeling that you need to do something. You, can't, you have to do something to get out of this. Where in fact, it'll pass on its own. And again, it's not reactive and too much mental focus actually can make you stuck in those patterns more. So it is very, it is very important to understand this up and down nature of any emotional wave. And I want to share one uh, pretty fascinating to me that was one of those very strong light bulb moments linked to human design that I used to have very, very frequently early on when I just discovered it. And then it kind of, you know, took a more steady, <laughs> steady pattern. But my experience was that I was just sitting in front of my computer at my home office working and I suddenly just, the world just shattered around me emotionally. I just felt so low. I felt like such a, like everything was wrong. My themes are like, nobody loves me. Nobody cares. I just want to be left alone. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it, it was like this overwhelming. It literally felt like a wave, like this overwhelming just sense of dread and loneliness and darkness and it was horrible and normally what I would do in this situation was kind of project saying okay this is an indicator to me that my environment is wrong I'm not living the life I want to live I'm not true to myself I need to get out I need to change everything I need to you know leave the country leave the job whatever it is I need to just make all these changes and get up and go and just quickly fix it. And for some reason at that moment, it coincided with me actually hearing or first like taking the time to read a little bit more about the different types of waves. And I started Googling my individual wave and I realized that, oh my gosh, this is not me. This is just... So this is not my environment. This is just something that's happening in me that's completely detached from anything else that is happening in my life. And again, normally what would happen before I had this realization was that then I would get gloomy and then my negative, you know, I kind of get stuck more because, right, I perceive it as my intuition, my emotions told me that my environment is bad. So then I'm kind of getting stuck in that and I'm acting all dissatisfied and passive aggressive with my family and I just get stuck in that negative pattern and I might and then again my defined solar plexus influences other people so then I mess up the whole emotional harmony and screw up everyone else around me who has open centers and just cause this whirlwind of negativity Well, what happened now was that I literally, it literally took like 10 minutes and I just sat there just acknowledging that, okay, I'm hitting the bottom of my emotional wave and instead of it spinning me into a downward spiral for days, it was just gone. In 10 minutes, it was gone. I acknowledged that this is what I'm feeling that it has nothing to do with anything else in my life at the moment. 
and then it was just gone. It was an absolutely mind-blowing experience to be able to detach like that from this emotion that before would then trigger, so instead of being a reaction, it would act as that white bowling ball that then just starts the chain reaction, that just a complete disruption of everything. And it was incredibly empowering to understand that too. Well, enough about me. <laughs> Other, so that you have an individual emotional wave, again, if you have 12 to 22 channel from the solar plexus and then 55 to 39. If you have one of the three channels um, that connect solar plexus to sacral, um, heart center or the root. So 1949, 59.6 or 37.40. Then you have a tribal wave. It is the mildest of three waves, so you can consider yourself lucky unless you also have the one of the other two. <laughs> but that wave is definitely built around connections, so that wave is slightly, just barely more indicative and it's slightly more triggered by the surrounding environment, especially the close relationships. Um, it's kind of a more gentle ebb and flow um, that may people might, many people might not even notice. And usually, yeah, usually just acts as a reflection of the um, vibe in the community or the family. So it, and it, another difference, so what, whereas individual wave just acts in these ginormous spikes and valleys, the tribal wave tends to build more gradually. So maybe someone does something and it might not bother you at first, you kind of brush it off and then slowly that irritation might build and then you kind of tend to explode <laughs> and you can just snap at a person to stop whatever they're doing or something like that. Um, uh, some, or the opposite might be that you just kind of start distancing yourself from the, the person or the, the situation. Um, it is so that way the specificity of that wave is that it does require it's all about connection so it always will be connected to someone doing something or not doing something and it's either an outburst or withdrawal but it is very important to attend to it and to understand that that would mostly influence it's driven by it mostly influences the relationships and then finally the collective wave you have a collective wave if you have either 35 to 36 channel, uh, all out of the solar plexus, or the 30 to 41. And that wave is intense. It's much slower than the individual wave, so it doesn't act in these super high spikes, but it gradually builds. And it tends to build towards joy and happiness and it kind of like this bubble that keeps getting bigger and bigger and then suddenly you crash into the dark the dark end um, but the difference between again between this and something like an individual wave is that once you crash you pretty much immediately start to build back up 
Whereas an, a person with an individual wave, if they don't recognize the patterns, they can get stuck in those patterns. So um, it might feel like something, when that crash happens, you might feel like something, oh, what just happened? Did I do something wrong? But it's just this energy that kind of builds up, builds up, and then falls, and then builds up, builds up, builds up, and then falls. So if you have more than one of these, then you can observe more than one of these patterns. And the main outtake about living with the emotional authority, well, the, the three, I guess, main outtakes is first, always give yourself time and never act in the moment. If you have a defined spleen or defined sacral, you might still react and take that instinctual awareness in the moment, that gut feeling or just that like bodily intuition sensation from the spleen. You can take that as information, but if you have emotional authority, you need to stick with your emotional authority and you need to give yourself time to process and to change the states, to notice those fluctuations, rock on those emotional waves for a little bit, as much as you can afford. And sometimes on larger decisions, it might take years, but it's okay because ultimately the danger of making the decision out of alignment. And I even encourage you, if you do have an emotional authority, think back on some of your decisions. Think of the decisions that you've made when you acted on a whim and how successful and you know and how did they bring you closer to your signature to your truth did they work out for you or think of decisions that you allowed to marinate a little bit longer that you allowed to um just you know allowed those waves to happen and to rock rocked on those waves for a little bit longer and see what happens in um try it on some little things a few decisions about where you want to go for vacation next or where you want to uh, even what you want to do for dinner right just the the beauty of human design and the whole experiment is that it is an experiment we can try it it won't always work there are many challenges with all strategies um, just because that's why it's called deconditioning as you can Listen more about it in episode two. <laughs> but that's, that, that's, one, that's one thing. The other thing, the other second outtake of this whole conversation is that your emotional authority doesn't, is not reactive and it's not a call to action. So emotions are detached from the external stimuli. They're not connected to the situation, to the people as much right now as they are internal. Solar plexus is not aware of what the hell is going on with you right now. And then the third outtake is figure out, get your, your human design chart at mybodygraph.com, figure out which, emotionals wave, which emotional waves you have and start observing. And next time you do find yourself super hyped or super depressed, Think about it from that perspective. Think about which wave is acting right now. And just a personal note from someone with, with um, an individual emotional wave, 
it will pass. If it's dark, just let it pass. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to do anything about it. It will pass faster than if you did. So I would love to hear what other questions you have about emotional authority or lack thereof. Uh, maybe we will talk next about living with an open emotional center and how that feels. Um, I want to keep these conversations open and going. And we will go through all the centers in the chart in their open and closed um, iteration. So hopefully everyone can find some valuable tidbits and um, empower their human design exploration. Thanks for joining me today. That was fun. Uh, as always, feel free to drop me a line at decondition.this at gmail.com and I will hear you next week.